Welcome to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. It's filled with amazing stories about interesting people all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in this episode, we meet Joshua. I know Joshua. Oh, you do? Yeah. I actually, uh, I know several Joshuas. So, I mean, I know it's maybe it's a popular name. So I don't think any of the Joshuas that I know are the Joshes, if we want to get fancy yeah. short. You know, I don't, they're probably not the same one in the Bible. That's true. Yeah. So what part of the Bible do we meet Joshua in? Well, we're going to start in the book of Numbers today. And if you remember, we're going to kind of recap where we've been. If you remember, God has rescued his people out of Egypt. Right. And with the Passover. And then he rescued them from the Egyptian army by parting the Red Sea. That's right. And then God gave them food every morning. He's taking care of them out in the wilderness. Yeah. The ground bread every morning. That's right. Fresh bread. Fresh bread. It's a mystery. You know, God is good. And he showed it to the Israelites by giving them plans for this tabernacle and guidelines for their lives, like the Ten Commandments. That's right. And all of that was designed to help the people of Israel be God's special people because he wanted to be present with them. And if you remember way back to the beginning of the Bible, isn't that what God wanted? I get it. Like the Garden of Eden, God and people together, the tabernacle and the laws and the sacrifices were really a way for that to be possible all over again. 100%. But God was not done being good to his people after giving him these plants. Not at all. They needed a place to live and the wilderness was not a good permanent home. And didn't God promise Abraham and his descendants that they would live in Canaan? That's right. And they called it the promised land. And now it's time for the people to move into the land as God's special people. And he gives them these instructions. Listen in Numbers chapter 13. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. For each tribe to their fathers you shall send a man, every one a chief among them. I absolutely Love spy stories. Oh, you I'm, do? I'm, well, I mean, I'm really glad we're kind of past the sister wife stage, at least. <laughs> well, we're now. not past the weird stuff. I can promise you that. <laughs> no, it's probably going to get weird again. But I feel like I can really latch on to some good spy stuff. A good spy stuff? Well, this is a great spy story. So Moses chooses 12 guys, yep. one from each tribe, yep. and said, this is your mission should you choose to accept it. Go out into the land of Canaan. And 40 days, I love how they just, you know, they keep bringing this 40 back up. 40, 40 yeah. days and bring back a report. Well, these spies went into Canaan for 40 days and they saw some great stuff. The land was beautiful. They even came back and described it as flowing with milk and honey. That's, I, I, this, I mean, as a kid, this was always like, at, at first as a kid, I'm like, oh my gosh, flowing with milk and honey. That sounds yeah. like the coolest place. Very cool. Definitely, I'm like, we need to go get this land. Surely it's promised. <laughs> so I think about it later, though. Um, milk in the wilderness, not probably the best. <laughs> probably it's not. Probably good. I, don't, I don't know if you like you kids have ever left milk sitting out before. Mm. It no, it doesn't no. end well. But I, maybe they weren't quite being literal. Yeah, I think it, you know. I think they were saying uh, in a poetic way, trying yeah. to describe what they saw. The land was plentiful. 
plentiful is a great word. Yes, it had many good things. Yeah, I love that, yeah. Okay, but here's what happened. They also saw some concerning things. The people who lived there were big and strong, and they lived in these fortified cities. Because they drank all that milk and all that honey. <laughs> That's probably so. That's what happened. So what happened next after that? Well, the spies returned to Israel, and uh, where, you know, where Israel was camped in the wilderness, mm-hmm. and they gave their report. Ten of the twelve spies, they stood up and they gave a bad report to the people. They said, we're never going to be able to live in that land. Those people are giants and their armies will destroy us. Okay. Well, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I've probably been on that camp a little bit you think more. think so? I looked around and been like, at first, at first. Uh-huh. Okay, but so 12 minus 10, we got two more spies. That's what right. What they say? Two other spies named Caleb and Joshua, who we're talking about today, stood up before the people and listened to what they said. The land which we passed through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their protection is removed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. All right. We've come to an impasse here. here we we've are. got a choice. Yep. Big choice time. You know, like, in, like if, in a, if you're in a movie, your kids are watching a movie, you know, the moment where it's like, everything's kind of come to this one climactic moment. Oh, yeah. They've got to make a decision. So did they listen to the bad report or did they listen to Caleb and Joshua and trust that God was going to lead them? If this were one of those choose your own adventure episodes, yeah. kids listening, oh, which those. would you choose? Yeah. Well, I can tell you. The Israelites chose poorly. They gave into their fear and they even said something we've heard them say before. It would have been better if we stayed in Egypt. They were so scared. Then they got so angry. They tried to kill Caleb and Joshua. What? They tried to kill them. Yeah. That's one thing to disagree, but what's wrong with these people after everything, everything they've seen God do. They couldn't just trust him to lead him into this promised land, but it's called promised land, the right. promised land. That's it. Let's get. I'm firing up the back in time bus. We're gonna go talk to the. We're gonna go talk to. I don't think I'm prepared for a ride in the back in time bus today. But even if we did, it probably wouldn't help. They just had this pattern over and over again of not trusting in God, and God wasn't happy with that either. Listen to what He said. And the Lord said to Moses, "How long will this people despise me, and how long will they not believe in me, in spite of all of the signs that I have done among them?" Okay, so I bet this did not go well for the Israelites. Like nope. when mom gets out the mom voice, uh-huh. you know, and she's using your middle name, <laughs> that's, gets real. That's, that's when it gets real. And it didn't go well for them at all because with God, it got real. He punished the Israelites and said they were going to have to stay in the wilderness. Oh, that's, so it's like God the Father being putting his people in time out so for like a kind week of. or... Like a week or a month? Uh, no, a little longer than that. For 40 years. 40 years? Yes. That's an, an, an unfathomable amount of time. <laughs> It's not even fathomable. It's without fathom. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, it wasn't just a set period of time that God made up. It actually had a, a real consequence. Huh. He did not want any of the adults who rebelled against him to be able to live long enough to go into the promised land. And so... They had to wait in the wilderness until that generation died off. Wow. Even Moses. Wow. So they stayed in the wilderness for 40 years and they all died off. That's crazy. Well, then what happened? Well, God did not forget his promise to the Israelites during these 40 years. The next generation, they grew up and then they were given the opportunity to 
to choose. Would they trust in God or would they repeat their parents' mistakes? Listen in, in, in the book of Joshua, chapter 1. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. So Joshua is the new leader. Yep. He replaced Moses and God told him to lead the people across the Jordan River and into the promised land. How'd that go? Well, before they crossed the Jordan River, they celebrated Passover, if you remember. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a, a, something they were supposed to do every year, but they did it right before this. And they told the story of how God had already rescued their parents 40 years earlier, right? Yeah, you know what? I guess in my mind, I, sometimes I kind of think about this, like, even though I've heard the 40 years thing before, yeah. like, in my mind, I'm still going, oh, they're they're... They these people remember being in slavery in Egypt, but not really. Like, I mean, some this of this is them, like what? What did your parents do when they were younger? Right. For you kids listening, like, think about it. this is like the stuff the stuff that happened to your parents when they were like, you know, before you were born. Yep. That is not around the corner. That's been a long time been ago. Just a ask while. them. They realized high school was a long time ago for them. <laughs> Longer than most of us want to admit. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so the, after they celebrated Passover, they crossed the Jordan River, and uh, then they marched to this city called Jericho. Uh-huh. And what happened there was super cool. While they were there, camped around the city, God wiped the city out. God wiped yeah. the city out? That's right. Must have been nice to have God taking care of things. Oh, for sure. God was going to win every battle. But after that, the people were arrogant and proud, and they tried to fight the next battle themselves without God's help. How do you think that went? You don't have to tell me. I already know that if God did it the first time and you think, oh, I got it, this, I got yeah, it. I got you stay it. on the bench, God. Yeah, take a break, I'll God. handle this one. I, already know that, I bet it didn't go well. No, it didn't. If you keep reading the book of Joshua, there is some back and forth here. The Israelites mm. are good at trusting in God sometimes, but other, time, other times they trust in themselves or they, they go a different way. But eventually, after about five years of this, mm. they are fully moved into all the promised land and they don't have any more battles to fight. So it took five years. Yep. Wow. So, okay. Kind of like, you know, when you, I don't know if y'all have ever moved into a new house, kids, uh-huh. but like, um, or, or, okay, when you go on vacation, right? Oh, yeah. And you're staying at a cabin uh-huh. or you're staying somewhere, or you go to even go to a hotel. Yep. And everyone gets in the room and they go, oh, that's my bed. This is my, uh, oh, this is my room. Yeah, they got to pick their spot. So it's, I don't know, in my family, there's a lot of turmoil involved yep. in that. So how did they, how did they decide where, everyone was going to be. That's a great question. The land of Canaan was huge. Hmm. Well, Joshua and the other leaders uh, divided it up by tribe. You remember the 12 tribes? Yeah. And they, it's almost, think of it like states. You know how we have states like, right. like Texas is like, everyone's favorite yeah. state, but we all probably have other ones others. we like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I like, you know, I like Oregon mm. a lot. I've only been there a couple of times and I really like it. Yeah. I yeah. like Colorado or as my I friend Greg love. would say, Colorado. Colorado. It is how it's spelled. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's right, though. I don't know. I don't care. So, you kids listening, maybe tell someone you're with another state that you like or would like to visit. Yeah. So, theirs were kind of like, I guess, named after the tribes, or yep. I guess they kind of divided up like that. So, then uh, the leaders of each tribe probably kind of divided those their states yep. 
you know, into smaller cities. Yep. That's exactly what happened. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. It seems like it went pretty well. Uh-huh. They you know, Five years, get it done. So it sounds like kind of like a happy ending, right? I mean, like the story of the Israelites comes to an end there and they moved into the promised land and they lived happily ever after. <laughs> well, this is not a fairy tale. No. And all this stuff happened about 1,400 years before Jesus was born. And if you, so, I mean, we're following along with the promise that God made to Abraham and his descendants that Abraham would be the father of this whole nation, right. that they would have this land, and that they would be a blessing to all people on the earth. But they haven't done that part yet. So there's a lot of Bible left to cover before we get to Jesus, everybody. That's right. And the book of Joshua ends in a really cool way. Joshua stands up and he gives a speech before the people. He says, you have a choice to make. Will you trust in yourselves or will you trust in God? In fact, he says it, choose this day whom you will serve. It's very cool. But then he says a famous line in the, in the Bible. It says this. He says, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. Man. I, I can almost hear music under you while you said that. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's like, a, that's like gives me chills just thinking about that moment. Oh, right maybe can, can we put some music? Uh, I'll say it again and we can put some music under it. Let's see how this Ooh. goes. Go for it. Choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That was awesome. That was better. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Well, uh, What's interesting to me when I read this is I, I really like it because I kind of say the same thing to to my kids in my house. I mean, I don't say it that way, and I certainly don't have music behind my yeah, books. <laughs> that would be helpful. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. It probably would be. They might listen better. But but I kind of say to our family, like, as a family, we trust in God, and we serve Him. We serve His mission in the world. That's who we are as a family. As, as kids, I'm teaching them to do that. But here's what I know. One day... They won't live in my house. They're going to grow up and they'll have their own lives and their own families and their own choice to make. Yeah, that's true. And they're really, for all you kids listening right now, and even some of you adults, maybe um, at your house, your parents have said, you know, we serve the Lord, we trust him, but one day you'll be on your own with your own house and you will have the same choice. Almost like you're hearing Joshua say this to yeah. you, choose this day who you will serve. And I hope that you guys will say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Well, that's how the story of Joshua ends. It's with this question, what will the people do? So make sure to catch our next episode as we continue the story, because we're also going to get into some weird stuff. Well, it's about time. That's just weird. You've been listening to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church. 